Hey everyone, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. You are tuning in to part two of volume 39 from August of 1992. Uh, If you'd like to hear part one, uh, please reference the prior issue. So we're digging in the middle here at uh, the comic Super Mario Adventures. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. Howdy. So, Mike, we've got uh, the comic here, which is kind of your thing, so I'll kind of hand over to you and let you take it away. Yep, we kick off the second part of this issue with Super Mario Adventures. Uh, The last episode we saw, uh, Princess Peach was carrying bombs around, and it didn't turn out that well because, well, there's things in that castle that breathe fire. And eventually, the (laughs) basement of the castle got blown out, and Mario and Peach, instead of being incinerated in a room or or turned into a... uh, a Hiroshima shadow on the wall. They just get sent airborne instead. Speaking of Hiroshima, why are are Asians' eyes so squinty? The glare from the cloud. Yeah, nuclear bombs are bright. Oh my god! And there goes our Asian listeners right yep, now. Yeah, there goes the cha- there goes the Japanese listener. <laughs> <clears throat> So they said, we made it. Bowser's blown to bits. I can't believe they pulled it off without my direction. Yep, Mario's feeling pretty useless. And then Peach goes up to Luigi and says, okay, Luigi, give me back my gown. Hey, I don't know. I'm uh, beginning to like it. Yeah, that, that you, you know, at first it seemed like a necessary disguise, but now it's, now it's a little too comfortable to give up. But friendly Trump is just sitting there going, like I said, my bombs are the best. You know who, you know what people say about my bombs? They're the best. People want the best bombs. They're talking about Floyd's bombs. <laughs> so he goes, my bombs are the best money can buy. Restock now. Buy in bulk. They're cheaper by the dozen. We won't be needing any more bombs now. Well, if you're not buying, I better be flying. I have pots to pedal, vice grips to vend. He's a man on a mission. Amazing. And then Mario and Luigi are saying, Koopa's conquered. The kingdom's safe at last. And we rescued Mario to boot, chimes in Princess Peach. And then Mario's just like, oh, thanks to you, Princess. Well, what do you say we do lunch back at the castle? Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. And they're jumping off, like giving a nice 80s ending where they're all jumping in the air. And it says, the end. Storyline, a guy named Kentaro. Illustration, Charlie. Color, Charlie. Sound effects, Leslie. (laughs) Wait a second. This adventure isn't done yet. Oh, false ending. (laughs) False ending. (laughs) That's that's a pretty good psycho. That is good. That is pretty nice. (laughs) That's, That's prime right there. He goes, what do you mean? We didn't exactly drive here on the Cooper Expressway. Oh, yeah, we warped into that pipe. The pipe all the way up in the sky. And then Mario starts sweating profusely, going, way up there. I think we need an alternate route. And then they all scream, oh, no, we're stuck here forever. And then uh, Libyan Commander Toad says, keep your crown on. I have an idea. You still have that flying cape, don't you, princess? Sure, but there's one of it and lots of us. I'll fly home and I'll send a rescue party for you. Excellent idea, Toad. Go for it. Up, up, and away. And an updraft sweeps him up into the sky and he goes up the pipe. And they're all just chilling by a rock, sleeping, and Luigi's got a big snot bubble coming out of his nose. Either that or his mustache is dreaming. And then we can see Yoshi picking a tree with his tongue. And then a little stepladder dangles out of the pipe with Commander Toad. And then we go, here's our rescue team. Although, uh, just looking at this picture, the mushrooms seem to have beaks. And the Toad has eyebrows, which is neat weird. And then uh, they say, at your service, watch your step. Yippee! I'm glad this adventure's over. That makes two of us. And then uh, Toad, one of the Toads with with the Scottish eyebrows says... You, to the end of the line. Ah, what's the big idea? Luigi, something weird's going down. Then he whips out a knife and he cuts the ladder. And Mario and Luigi fall out of the sky. Savage. All right. (laughs) And Princess Peach is above the guy going, Mario, what's going on here? And then we reveal (laughs) the orange eyebrows belong to no other than Bowser. Still looking strangely uh, cute and childish in this in this artwork right here, going, my sinister plot worked. You didn't really think I'd let you go so easily, did you? Bowser! And then they reveal that the cloud in the sky has just been a warp ship. 
there's been like a ship with a warp pipe in it and then we get to see uh, commander toad all beaten up and we get to see a, a hairy lump on his head from when they clocked him one Mm. He goes, how? They've taken control of the Mushroom that's, Kingdom. That's one of the Koopa's hands, by the way. <laughs> no, he's got a lump on his head. No, that's one of the Koopa's hands. Ben, weigh in on this. What's that now? <laughs> oh. He was not paying attention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he thinks him? it's one of the Koopa's hands on the Commander Toad's head. I think it's a lump from being hit on the head. What page am I looking at here? Oh, pop There's top no of page. 67. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Um, it, it actually looks like a hairy testicle on his head. But <laughs> I don't know. It looks like it's part of his head, not the person behind him. But right, I don't know right. why um, his flesh would appear like that. If is the, Okay, is the mushroom a part of his head, or is it a hat? Uh, that's really the question. I think we've seen Toe take his hat off one time or two, but... But is it okay. like that? So You've the seen dudes that, behind that, that. him are obviously the Koopas, but they have hats that are mushrooms. Yeah, to blend in. yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Bowser takes off in his ship and he goes, "You'll have to excuse me. I have a wedding waiting. Ciao." And then they're like, "No, princess, that creepy Koopa, come back here." Then he tells his troops, "Go have some fun with those bungling brothers." And then they jump out of the pipe and they land and they give, they give Mario a taste of his own medicine by jumping on his head. And they go, ah, oh, it's raining Mecha Koopas. Now, that doesn't make any sense because they're not Mecha Koopas. Those are wind-up toys. These are just Koopas, turtles. So then Mario decides mm -hmm. to punch one in the dick so hard it knocks his wings off. And then he jumps mm -hmm. up in the air and he starts bouncing on them, using them as, like, stepping, air, <laughs> stepping stones in the sky. That'll teach you to mess with the Mario Brothers. And then Yoshi's just like, it's raining food. Hallelujah, it's raining food. Yeah, and he, she's and like, he ha just, he's happier than like Star Jones at a buffet line. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen her lately? She's skinny, but like looking ghostly now. She looks like a yeah. friggin' ghoul. So anyway, Yoshi's just happy as can be with all this food falling out of the sky. And uh, Luigi's like, he's a bottomless pit. Lucky for us. But then he's <laughs> OK, he's got a look on his face like he's taking a glorious shit. But instead, yeah, that's like that's like three straight meals of Taco Bell, and you just let loose on the toilet face right there. <laughs> <laughs> greasy, greasy joy in, greasy joy out. Yeah. So then, Mar then Mar Luigi's just like he can as he sees wings come out of Yoshi's saddle, and then uh, Yoshi looks like he's trying to take off. He looks like he's having some frustration, but by the time he uh, he joins Mario in the sky, and uh, Luigi's just like, "Hey, look, I'm flying!" And then, uh, like, finally, something from the game they express they expressly say that he sprouts wings when he eats when he eats the blue shell. So they hop aboard the Yoshi Express, and Luigi's punching his way out. And then they say, follow that Koopa copter. Which way did he go? Are you sure this is the right direction? I'm not positive. Oh, brother, we're lost. Yoshi, which way did he go? And then Yoshi tells them, Yoshi! But in doing so, he spits out the blue shell. And <laughs> the wings go away, and they crash land into the sky with the funniest eyes as they yeah. realize, oh, shit, we done fucked up now. Mm-hmm. All right, and, uh, and it is a lump on his head because, like, Mario gets the same lump. So yep, I guess he's got a testicle on his head. Apparently, protrudes through hats. Yep. So it doesn't answer. So it probably answers the toad question. The lumps go through hats. So and then Luigi's face down in the dirt like an ostrich, along with Yoshi. They look like, oh my god, they're they're friggin', they look like ostriches. I think Yoshi's Lu dead. <laughs> and then and then Mario says, "Holy rigatoni! Look, I wonder if anyone's home." And we see a spooky house surrounded by clouds in a dark, swampy area. To be continued. What? So, another great Mario comic, full of action, so maybe, suspense, maybe, hilarity. Maybe Mario should have accepted that ending instead of like prolonging it. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. But Good they need more content. Yes. So, uh, on to Counselor's Corner. Yeah, oh, to here we go. Some, uh, Robin Krause from Florida. Looks, like looks, like, looks like an anchor woman. 
She looks like she belongs in an 80s uh, metal hair band. <laughs> yep, and she's telling us in Draken, how do we find the first tier? And we don't fucking care, so then we meet Paul. How do you find the first tier? Boot the game. When you start crying, there you go. All right. You don't think so? She's got like the feathered bangs and then the long hair on the side. She's got like the blown out 80s hair. I don't know about yeah. it's not like It's not like heavy metal hair, though. It's just like a no. blown out, like... Yeah. It's it's not blown out enough for 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 an eighties band. I I still think Anchor Woman. Yeah, maybe like she'd the be, daughter. She'd be the one she's talking like the about how like she's the well, daughter. Yeah. I mean, this is the nineties version of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, she'd be the one telling you on the news how a kid committed suicide and they found a Dungeons and Dragons manual in his basement. She so looks obvious like, demons. She looks like Murphy Brown's like kid daughter. <laughs> I'm just looking at her and I'm hearing, "Here I go again on my own." Yeah, she'd be a, she'd be the. Uh, the the slut for a hair metal band, not not wow. one of the singers. When I hear Mike talk, I hear the once there was a man that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the type of lady that would be on White Snake's car. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> once there was a prick who played that song too many times and got what he was coming and then. Come on down here and bring it. <laughs> Just walk across the border in a few thousand miles. <laughs> so, uh, next page we have Defenders of Diatron City with Paul Rush, who's like Paul Rudd's tax accountant. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he looks like if Pee Wee Herman was on lithium, this is what he would look like. It's the tie shirt vest combo. It's just kind of mm-hmm. weird. If Paul Rudd worked the shoe department at a Sears, this is what he would look like. All right. Uh, How do nobody I get cares into about the Protocola Factory. Nope. I go to I do I visit the Pepsi factory. Nobody cares about Dinatron City, so we're on to Wizards and Warriors three with James Mayo, who looks like the kid at your high school that practiced magic for just too many years. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I think it was pretty normal. They really should have given him a different backdrop once they realized his hair was as black as the backdrop. <laughs> Looks like All a I can imagine genie. this guy had a serious uh, beef. He had a serious beef with uh, James Miracle Whip. <laughs> <laughs> like but, he's uh, heard that one in his life, I'm sure. Do you think? Do you think he gets back on a date and, and he's like, "Hey, girl, you want to spread the mayo?" <laughs> <laughs> How about I put some mayo between those buns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? French Maybe. Canadia? Alright. <laughs> Let me put some mayo in your roast cheese sandwich. Alright, that's enough. Speaking oh of putting some mayo on some buns, we got Linda Harvey with her Holy with her, crap. With her with her tips on voxel. I'd like to get in Linda's voxel if you know what I mean. How about tips on getting some smaller glasses? <laughs> yeah, those, not, those are eighties glasses. Yeah, you're not a fucking aviator, okay? <clears throat> Slim it down a bit. Yeah. Your your cheeks don't need to see. So here's the thing. I bet Linda's probably a relatively attractive person, but she has a terrible, like, terrible combo of hair, glasses, and like, power suit. Like that is, I mean, her. I think I think that she reached into her grandmother's closet when she woke yeah. up because she was say, in a rush. I think she like got wall, uh, wallpaper from like my grandma's yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she got her. Out, she passed uh, out at grandma's house at a party, and just like grabbed the first thing she could find to get to work, and she's like, "Oh fuck." Okay, well, it's not like they're going to take my picture today. Hey, Linda, <laughs> guess what? Oh, fuck. If, you, if you're getting your wardrobe tips from watching Golden Girls, you probably shouldn't do it if you're under the age of 60. Yeah, I mean, because she looks like she's like 18 or 19, but that suit is not doing any her, her, her any favors. No, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think someone probably said, this will, this, you look like a professional now when you go into the office, Linda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah professional. Her, her face, her face is professional. Maybe. Yeah, her face says professional, but that shawl she's rocking says, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on, we have Super Nintendo of- games. Yep. Oh, the and jackpot. Bo- boy, do we have a Super Nintendo game. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time. We get to see Leo uh, sexually harassing Michelangelo. This? By, by grabbing him by the tit. This is my favorite Turtles game, I'll have to say. Like I love I'm not this gonna game. argue with you. This uh, is 
definitely I, one among the best. I know the arcade on NES, like, like the second game on, on the mm-hmm. NES, was pretty damn good, and it's probably a close second, but I just loved everything about this game. This game is, is fun, plays well, like the art style is fun, um... They've got the in time part, so like they have the plot device to jump anywhere in history that they want. So they they go all over the place. It's just kind of it's a it's kind of a weird game, but like in a good way. Like this, I mean, I I don't think there's probably too many people in our audience that didn't play this game, but oh my god, like <laughs> this, uh, I played the shit out of this game as a kid, and I still go back and play it every once in a while because it's just that good. Uh, like the bosses are interesting, not too hard, but you know they have their fun gimmicks. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to you want to start biting into it here a bit? <laughs> I've done enough talking. With, I've done enough gushing with the Mario and Link comics. If you want to take this one, go ahead. But if okay. you're feeling tired, I can take the wheel. Well, so the plot is that uh, Krang, uh, well the the Krang robot at least uh, steals the Statue of Liberty, and uh, so. Uh, you have to go after you have to go after Krang and like what's really in- so it's it, it's it sticks to the you know arcade style where you've got um, you know one or two players on the screen um, and you there's a lot of the grapple and throwing from the arcade so they're carrying over a lot of that but just the of course the Super Nintendo and very well animated um, so like the you know the the turtles themselves are a lot better to find. Um, not to not to interrupt you like hmm. so soon after saying you can have the wheel, but you're not gonna you're not gonna give any theories as to why Crank stole the friggin' Statue of Liberty. Once there was a man <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you got paid for their sound bites. All right, I only they... know the Weird Al lyrics. <laughs> It says that only know that Shredder is behind the thought, the pointless theft of a national treasure. But, like, enlighten me. What is your theory? I think um, Krang's robot body found the only thing it can fuck. Hmm. All right. Where are I'm you glad, looking I'm, at? For this I'm glad. Moment? I'm at uh, the top of page 75, top right. I'm, I'm really glad that we waited for that because I just feel so much better. All right. Anyway. Just, <laughs> just look at the face on the robot body. He's just like... Dude, I'm finally going to score. Finally found a puss I can crush. So, um, the turtle you pick does actually matter because um, they have special attacks. Um, so, Leonardo spins around with his two blades out. Uh, Michelangelo does like a lunging face like attack. Uh, Donatello kind of pole vaults from his staff and Raphael's a bitch. I don't ever, I never played Raphael. I love this versus mode with Donatello. It looks like he's just ready to haul off on Master Splinter. Mm. So, um, when, like, uh, there's some important stuff to look at here on page 77. Uh, you can, as you can see, you can grab the enemies and, like, use them as weapons. Like, and uh, if you if you fling them around, you can actually like break the fourth wall and and fling them like at your screen, which is interesting. So it's definitely using <laughs> some of the mode seven stuff, uh, you know, pushing the Super Nintendo a little bit. Um, there's you know round offs, shoulder bashes, flying kicks on the on the dashing attacks, and um, then it starts going through the the different um, bosses that you have to go through. You've got the first the first level's um, pretty standard, uh, pretty pretty simple. Um, you have to uh, dodge Krang's like eyeball laser beams that shoot across the the floor, and then you get to the end and you have to um, you have to defeat uh, Baxter uh, Stockman. Um, and you weren't talking. You're not going to talk about the wrecking ball. <laughs> you can. <laughs> and then well, uh, yeah, we get to see the wrecking ball just flatten Leonardo in these two dimensions. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So there is like yeah, if you get flattened by stuff in the game, there's a really cool animation that looks like you've been like run over by a steamroller. It's mm-hmm. pretty fun. So um, then the- they did they did great work with Baxter Stockman. Although yeah. the one question is, why didn't he have white wings? I don't know. You'd have to go find the animators and ask them. Not this sure is a fairy. <laughs> but uh, then there's the alley. The alley cat blues is, is level two. I remember that being pretty easy. And then you have to battle me- uh, Metalhead, which is like a mechanical turtle that uh, that Krang built. Um, he has like a, a Gatling gun, I believe. Although any Turtles fan knows that Donatello made Metalhead. 
So they kind of they kind of screwed it up here, but they did uh, a good job animating him. Well, maybe Krang got. I thought they. Uh, I, I thought he got him and reprogrammed him at some point. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done that, and then you get to fight Xenomorphs in the sewer. Right, that's a really tricky phase. It's um, one of the harder ones. It's sort of, it's like a non-insane version of the Battletoads, like uh, speeder kind of level. Um, you're on like hoverboards in in the like jet ski hoverboard things in the sewers, um, and you have to like there's like these things that look like yeah the xenomorphs from Alien that drop down, mm. um, and then the pizza you monsters. Ta- you have to take on the Rat King. Um, on his like war raft at the end. Um, Did you ever have that raft? Because I, I I picked that yeah, up. Yeah, there's the like Salvation a toy. Army. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And, and then, then you he, get to do the raid on the Technodrome. Right, and so you battle for it through the first area, um, and you end up uh, battling Taka and, and what is it, Razor? Yeah, Toka and Razor. And you have to like throw them into the um, the laser beam wall. I think was the big way to like take care of them. Mama. <laughs> yeah, <it makes> sense. <laughs> and then there's this really cool shredder battle um, where you have to like it's it's that like style that was what we had some of it in Battletoads where you're like you're mm-hmm. viewing the battle from behind Shredder who's like observing the battle. You literally um, have to break the fourth wall because the fourth mm-hmm. wall is Shredder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he does give out that the, the iconic line: "Tonight I dine on turtle soup." <laughs> So uh, then he blasts you off into another like realm in history. You end up uh, back uh, in the in a dino stampede level where there's it's like an earthquake going on the entire level. That's what I remember. Um, you have to battle Slash at the end of it, another, another mutant turtle. So <laughs> <laughs> the second the first picture, he looks pretty awesome with that uh, with that Chris that he's holding as a sword. Mm-hmm. But then when Leonardo, uh, Leonardo slashes him, it looks like Slash has finally got hit with the Taco Bell shits. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's dropping a blumpkin, that's for sure. Um, Mom! Bathroom! <laughs> Bathroom! He's a big boy. They, uh, they throw you off to um, a pirate ship, and you're like sort of battling through, and you have to battle pirate uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. It's pretty fun. Um, and, like, it's really cool. Like, there's a lot of animations where... Because, uh, like, Rocksteady has a whip and and Bebop... Actually, no, Rocksteady... Rocksteady has a rapier. The, yeah, Rocksteady mm-hmm. has this has the rapier and Bebop has the whip. And, like, you can get them to, like... He'll throw the whip and, like, wrap the whip around um, Rocksteady's, like, rapier and then, you know, attack them at that time. Like, it's, it's an interesting... Um, level like that none of this was i mean i was what probably 10 11 12 when i was playing this game and i was able to beat it so this game isn't hard um but it's fun uh very much yeah. so so uh then you end up uh, on a train like a it's it's set like in a like western train uh, kind of like back to the future 3 kind of uh, era and you end up having to battle like leatherhead on the uh <clears throat> on the train, and uh, I thought was a good guy. In the new, in the Nickelodeon series, which I cannot recommend enough, it is so fucking good. But in the '80s cartoon, Leatherhead was definitely villain. Yeah, it was like was a villain. Villain. Oh, okay. alligator. So, and again, excellently animated. Like unlike the Nintendo ones, all these guys look exactly like their cartoon counterparts. Mm-hmm. Perfectly done. Yeah, and so then uh, once you beat Leatherhead, you end up back at. Um, Back well, I actually no. You get thrown into the future, which is 2020, which is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> the future, four years from now, where <laughs> everything is neon and made with floating platforms. Yeah, it looks <laughs> we, like- can't, we we can't even make a train that can break a, 200 kilometers an hour yet, mm. and oh, yet we've yeah, got flying. Tur- but all right. Well, the hyperloop, but it's not out yet. No, they the bullet trains in Japan go like 300 kilometers an hour. But why the fuck don't we have them? Because all I know is we don't have flying cars yet, and that pisses me yeah. off. Well, at least we have the the self driving cars, so you can you know jerk it to some you know porn on the way to work. So, mm. <laughs> while while some guy who's who vaguely breaks the rules ends up killing you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then you end up uh, on like hoverboards again, uh, and you have to uh, battle the crane robot from like the hoverboard on the highway. Um, and then the- <laughs> look at that! Look at the the pose that the crane robot has in the uh, in the lower bubble. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like he looks like he's late to work, and he's just like just freaking out. Yeah, he like rockets around the road. He's a pretty tough boss, actually. It's one of the harder bosses in the game. And then 
the ninth the ninth level is uh, you battle Krang on like a spaceship star base. <laughs> um, that level actually is pretty hard. <laughs> uh, Krang, you have to like he like kind of rockets around the screen at you, um, and they don't I cover don't... the final boss battle. But when you um, look at Krang, it looks like evil Kirby. Floating around, floating yeah. around in his uh, shape. Or he looks kind of like Super Meat Wad a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He looks like the inside of a testicle. <laughs> <laughs> they do mention uh, the last level briefly on the back of the poster. It's in uh, 1992, the final shell shock. So with the Statue of Liberty looking on in the background, you must go up against oh. the Shredder again. Mm-hmm. It's fire and ice attacks me deadly, but you should be able to time your attacks accordingly. And Shredder's really tough. Um, but... This, I mean, like I said, it's my favorite Turtles game. It just plays awesome. It's fun. It's not too hard, but, like, there's a lot of variety because it's got the, the time travel dynamic, so you're all over the map as far as, you know, like, the first few levels you're battling through uh, New York or whatever city it's supposed to be. I guess I'm pretty sure it's officially New York. Um, and then they uh, send you all over time uh, battling uh, Krang and Shredder's minions, so... Um, you know, it, it's it's a great game. If you haven't played it, uh, I would definitely say it's a must-play. Uh, I remember it very, very fondly. Uh, did you guys play through this game when you were younger? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Played it, beat it, absolutely loved it. It would be a 10 out of 10. And if you, if you can swing it, play it with a friend, because just the two-player makes it a lot more fun. Like, this was definitely the kind of game, like, hey, you know, the neighbor's coming over, or you're having a sleepover, like, you, you pop this in, and you have a couple hours of, of fun, and we can sure. And we can't accidentally kick each other's asses. Yeah. <laughs> On, like, the f- fucking Battletoads. Tur- oh, my God. What, a, what? It's such a ripoff. It's like two-player cooperative, and they're amphibians that fight. Mm-hmm. It's like, just... Oh my gosh! How about you, Ben? Were you, did you play this game much? When yeah, you were? I had friends that had it. I didn't have the game. Uh, oh. I always enjoyed it. I, I I back everything you said about it, and mm. I should I should play more of it. Maybe next time we hang out, we'll uh, we'll boot this up and play through it for old time's sake. Yeah. So yeah, and for the uh, for the cover, we have Felix or the, the cat. The poster, you mean? The poster. Yes. Yeah. The yep. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Felix well, get, the cat. I, I, the wonderful, the wonderful, wonderful cat. Wonderful cat. Whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. <laughs> he likes the cat. I so remember the trippy ass movie that came out around this time. Yeah, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Like, just loved the uh, the songs that they had in it. The fact that he goes to another world and he uses his bag to like like they have like a scene with a swamp with like cranberries or something. And yeah, I don't like remember that well. I just remember it being like really out there. It's not the art style oh, that's posted. It had CGI. It had a CGI Felix the Cat in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, Jeez. hey everybody, let me tell you about the story when I went to the land of Oriana. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. And then he starts floating around at the end. It was, it was a interesting movie. Once there was a movie. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, but but this uh, this we, this poster does not match the art style of the movie. But it's around the same no. time that the movie came out. So this is like a throwback to the original Felix the Cat. But like, right. Yep. So but, uh, um, we have what this, I love. This right, cartoon Mike. is from like uh, you know the sixties. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, Felix the, the Cat is from the thirties. Right. Oh well, I mean, my this is something my dad remembers from his childhood kind of thing. So obviously the property <laughs> is still around. What's interesting about the the um, poster is actually a really good poster, and it reflects the game pretty well. Um, the game allows you to power up and change uh, the shape of the bag so that Felix can ride around in sort of a spaceship, a tank. Oh, and okay. There's one other form. I don't remember the aqua level, but I didn't get that far. I don't think. It's a su- submarine. Look at the top right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at the middle of the artwork specifically, mm-hmm. and I see like one. We got like the scientist who looks like Dexter from mm-hmm. Dexter's Lab, and then right underneath him we see a yellow guy who looks like Mr. Meeseeks from <laughs> from Rick and Morty. Uh, you don't understand, Felix. Existence is pain. <laughs> that episode is trippy. That uh, it's definitely one of the one of the crazier. Uh, which is saying something. Uh, have you seen that the the fuck Tammy uh, subreddit? No. Like who's they, Tammy? His sister? No, the girl that marries um, Birdman. That is the oh like, the cunt that was the uh, yeah. Don't no, 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 oh, remember. People might not have Birdman. seen it. Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Two pra- seasons and it's been like a year. So. I'm practicing bird law. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a dick uh, move in the bird culture. <laughs> that was such a that was such a great thing. Like when he's just like, "What the hell does Rick mean?" When he's always saying like "wubba lubba dub dub." <laughs> it was when I when I first found him, I was screaming that because it means I am in pain. Someone help me! And it's just like, oh fuck! Now we feel for Rick. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Uh, on yeah. and upward. Yes, right. you can. So the next game is for the Super NES is Wings Two Aces High. So, Looking did good. anyone look into this, or was it just me? No, never touched it. Okay. Uh, speaking of never touching things, how's dating going? Blah blah blah. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> Wings Two. <laughs> Wings Two Aces High. <laughs> um, it kind of plays like Pilot Wings, but more of an arcadey. Um, arcadey battle sim over um, over like biplanes from World War 1 so that's a little bit interesting most most war games don't focus on World War 1 you mostly see World War 2 kind of be the focus so um, yeah everyone wants to fly the Red Baron you know (sighs) right Um, I don't get it you're going to fight the Red Baron but where is my favorite beagle they had those games too so there's a very interesting play dynamic. So you see on um, page 84, they list like five legends of the wing. Now, um, each, they're like pilots that all have different characteristics. From what I understand, I didn't play it. I just kind of like watched through a fair bit of it, of the game being played. Um, the uh, pilots it says there's different characteristics, but it really doesn't play much that way, unfortunately. Do we but, know if these guys are real? No, they're not real. Um, but one thing that's interesting is if you die, that pilot goes away. You can't use it. So it's effectively you have these like four or five lives mm. that you can use. Um, once you fail, like you can't go back to that pilot again because he's gone. So there's like a little memorial thing. <laughs> like if um, if you lose, press the pilot, Y to pay, per, press Y to pay respects. Pay Y to pay respects. But um, press start to skip. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, like some of the like the dogfighting stuff is pretty cool, um, and the like bombing run stuff is kind of interesting too, from what I understand. But there's a lot of um, missions where you have to like go and shoot tanks and cars and stuff that are on the ground, like strafe them, and the like the draw distance of like how far away something is before the game will render it is only like two seconds or so and you're going pretty fast like and it's really hard to hit like so like it's one of those things like the game looks pretty cool and it's probably more fun to play than like some of the pilot wings modes but um there's some aspects of this game that are just like maddeningly tough uh as far as they do tell they do tell you a little bit about the red baron himself Mm-hmm. Manfred Pizza von Richthofen. <laughs> Do you get to switch at Hawk uh, at will between like a top-down view and the behind-the-plane view? No, it- it's it depends on what like mission you're doing. Is my understanding? Uh, it's level-specific perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's too bad. It would have been nice to be able to switch between them. Yeah. Though I could be wrong, but. Uh, I think that I'm right there. <laughs> but, you know, if you're into flight sim games, it's kind of an oddball one and probably, uh, I wouldn't say that well known. So, if that's in your alley, uh, I would say give it a try, but uh, unless you're into, you know, like, sort of war and flight sim stuff, I would say probably skip it. Very good. So, the next game we have up is Mario Paint. So, Mario Paint, uh, did it the actually come with the uh, mouse? Yeah, yep. it did. I'm pretty sure it was in the box. <laughs> it had to. Yeah. Because I had Mario Paint and I didn't have the mouse. Yeah, you probably got secondhand. I must have. Look so, at this happy birthday to you. It looks, it looks, it's supposed to be someone singing into a mic, but it God, it's definitely like a Japanese looks like queen. she's blowing like a fleshlight or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's... There's some interesting art in here that has been made using Mario Paint, and uh, what you were just describing is one of those. And uh, yeah, it looks like someone like Ben Stiller in drag singing <laughs> "Happy Birthday to You." <laughs> <laughs> so, did uh, Ben? You said you had it. Uh, Mike, did you ever have it? Yeah. 
Okay. I rented. Did, I think I rented this game. Did it come and, with the uh, mouse when you rented it? Yeah. Weird. Canada's crazy. In America, we like the first person to rent it would have stolen the mouse, and it never would have seen the light of day again. But, yeah, well, in Canada, we have something called the honor system, eh? Yeah, and healthcare, and you know. Yeah, who knew when when people were happy and taking when people were uh, taken care of and happy, they were actually nice to each other. So maybe something, maybe something America could learn. I played this game at some point, and this is. Like, if you were going to make something that is the antithesis of what I want in a game, it would probably be Mario Paint. Mm. But uh, if you can make music and swat flies. Right. <clears throat> so here's what's important about this game. If you are a creative type, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, so amazingly powerful and interesting. Like, if, if this is what... If you're the kind of person that enjoys making content... Um, this game is amazing because you can you can do um, little animations. Yeah. That's, that's you, I think that's why I, I got it is I wanted to to make animation, um, and I was like, oh, I can make like movies in here, right? Mm-hmm. And but literally, you can only do six or nine frames. I think right. four, six or nine frames. Nine frames isn't a whole lot to give you like a smooth animation. Let me tell you. Right. So and if you want to do like a walk, basic walking animation, it's going to look like shit. And um, you can make like, you can make your own like little, um, like pixelated images to insert in. Like it, I mean, it's not super power. It's, it's not a computer with Photoshop, like, but it's no, like sort of, it's kind of disappointing if you're looking precursor. for like a real, if you're looking for like a real, uh, editor of any kind or, or something that is fairly robust. I mean, it's a toy. You yeah, know. the most. Yeah, it's clear that the most talent and versatility went into the music maker. Well, yeah, let's get. I wanted to cover that last, if that's okay with you. Okay. Well, let me um, describe something that's very, very small to the game. Which they mm-hmm. had this mini game in here to uh, where you literally just swat at a giant fly that flies okay. around the screen. And right. um, my uh, cousin Karen, whenever she would come over to our house. That's the only game she would want to play is the fly swatter game from Mario Paint. <laughs> you know, we have all the other games, you know, all the Mega Man X's, Super Mario, etc. She's like, can I just play the fly swatter game? <laughs> Fine. And that's when you just say fucking casual. <laughs> so. So, um, and then there's there's some modes where you have like they have kind of pre-animated uh, scenes that you fill in with the colors of your choosing. Um, but really, I mean, this is as if as creative as you want to be, you can be uh, with this game. Like, it's very powerful uh, for the people that are inclined um, to, to this sort of thing. So I don't know if I'd really recommend going back and using it though because like there's so many tools today that are like much more powerful <laughs> no I would not it's a, it's an interesting piece of history but I would not go back and use it but what might be interesting if, is if you can find one of those mouse the the Super Nintendo mice and uh, modify it to work with a modern computer I think that'd be interesting <laughs> that'd be that, I'm sure that someone's doing that that's actually a good idea I might look into that well, but, if you look on YouTube videos and you see people just still I don't know if they took a ROM or the Nintendo and they just make tons of uh, modern games or like some people do like a 25 minute medley of yes, games in we have game. we haven't gotten to that yet but that is the legacy of this game that carries on to today people have made sort of online tools where so <clears throat> what Mike was kind of getting at is the music maker portion of this game and it very much carries on to today like people have made a lot of um, tools that sort of you can play a keyboard and like recreate um, the sounds like using Mario but so to kind of, to kind of describe it like it, the tool in the game gives you a music clef and um, a bunch of different sound bits that you can like in, uh, you can place um, at the different notes uh, and you can uh, basically construct your own um, medleys and, and, and songs and things like that and what people have done is they've made online tools uh, where you can go and, and if you if you Google like Mario Paint, you know, whatever song you're interested in, someone's probably done that song in Mario Paint, uh, using one of the online tools usually. And they're fun. Like they they're they're a lot of fun, like, uh, to go look up. Like it's I, I kinda got that's where I got lost in my episode prep here. Um 
I was just on like an hour and a half of like Mario Paint songs before <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, but people are yeah. so creative, and I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Like, it's really cool. It's like, so, hmm, I, has, can someone recreate one by Metallica in Mario Paint? And I'm sure there's like a bunch. of Oh them. yeah, it's out there. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah. So, Mike, did you want to talk about this song stuff a little bit? No, I'm not like a uh, a musical creator mm-hmm. myself, but uh, like when I rented this, this was the most engaging thing beyond like the stupid animation thing, the uh, coloring book. The uh, the second most engaging thing was the fly swatter because mm-hmm. that was the closest thing to an actual game <laughs> that came with it. And I tried doing using the music maker, but realizing I am not really. Cre- like for a guy with ideas I'm not very creatively inclined <laughs> and of course the big problem here is like yeah you can make a happy birthday message or whatever for a family member what are you going to do like hey mom come in and look at the TV like you know yeah, hey, come, on no over to my, come on over to my house <laughs> well right. here's what they recommend actually on page 96 is like hook it up to a VCR recorder basically so you <laughs> record like snippets basically onto a VCR wow. and then ship it. That's and fucking they have brilliant, actually. Then you can bring it to your grandpa's. <laughs> yeah. Opening a box with a VHS tape in the box going, oh my God, you know. It's my dick in a it's box. It's my song in a box. <laughs> yeah, I think, he's, I think he's like just looking at the box going, finally a new one. <laughs> finally, I got, finally <laughs> I got a cassette tape. Now I can record Wheel of Fortune. And the poor guy's like, no, I put something on there. I mean, yeah, I think there is something to say here about um, the legacy of this game mm-hmm. and just sort of that it is, you know, more proof of Nintendo. I mean, this is definitely a strange game and, and they're pushing the boundary and, like, they're willing to take some risks here. So, mm-hmm. you know, good for you, Nintendo, running something out there that, you know, you definitely wouldn't get made today. So, you know, this sort of uh, shows... Mario Maker? Right, but the Mario Paint's much different from Mario Maker. Mario... You know, Mario Maker uh, is actually like making levels for a game that you play. This is straight up just like making art. You know, didn't they have something? Well, something they had something along those lines with the Scribble Knots, where you could like uh, still a game. Being in yeah, yeah, Scribble Knots is fun, but that's very much more a game than mm-hmm. that's problem it is. solving, like a puzzle game kind of thing. <laughs> I saw this great comic of a guy like you can do any, you can write down anything you want to to uh, get the star. And you you write down anything you want to make a tool to get the star. Then, like, the second frame, the guy just writes down the word star, <laughs> and it shows up. And he, and he just looks at him like, and? <laughs> so you can use that mouse on a PC. You have to just get the USB to SNES adapter. Nice. Um, and plug it in, so. Yeah. All so right. Players Nerd ball. core. Okay. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine showing up to you work? Mean, and you like, mean like a loser? <laughs> the first, the first day of a new job, and, 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 and you and you and you like unfurl your Super NES mouse and plug it into your computer oh. or whatever. Uh, legend, legend status right there. Yeah, you get blown by lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, All right. Receptionist so is just. Like, I was just waiting for you. Players pull well, contest. Well, don't we? Don't we have the? Uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Sorry. Players pull so contest for the Simpsons. So, third prize, of course, is the t-shirts. Second prize, ten winners. From Acclaim Entertainment, choose either Krusty's Fun House for your NES or Krusty's Super Fun House for your Super NES. Yeah, pick and the Super then, Nintendo one. Yes. Yeah. The uh, grand prize, uh, spend the week weekend in Hollywood, take an exclusive private tour of Fox Studios. Uh, what is that? Home? Home Homer's, of Homer's Home Family. family. Lunch, lunch at the concert. Yeah, if you can read Fox this, Thomas. like I have like the big thing in the middle. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah well, we, we, we got everything split up for the same yeah, fucking it, reason, so yeah, we need lunch, you to read okay. it. Lunch at the Fox lunch Commissary, Fox where, Commissary the, where the stars dine. And get a one-of-a-kind poster customized and signed by Simpson creator Matt Groening. Thank Graining. you. <laughs> I'll never Groening. remember to say that. Groening. Yes. So, obviously... Uh, That's a name that, got, that made him popular in high school. That would, that was that's a pretty cool little prize there going tour. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was that great compared to some of the other ones, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so on to next adventures. And any any one it. of those where it's like see people at work, you know. Now that I've actually right. worked, I'm like, yeah, that's not very exciting. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we get to see Nestor's comic, animated or uh, illustrated by Dan Spiegel, as he wrote his name under Giles' ass. 
So we get to see Guile again with a big nose. So I guess his character's Jewish or something. <laughs> and he goes, welcome to Guile Week. Welcome to Street Fighter Week. I'm Guile, your co-host on our topic this week. It, this week. I mean, like, it's the show is called Street Fighter Week. and But the topic this week is special moves. Like my stunning sonic boom, which I use against slow enemies from a distance so I never get hit. And I'm Nestor, the star of Street Fighter Week. I've got some moves you won't believe. <laughs> Let's take a look at the clip. And then we get to see him taking down Blanca by pulling his hair. <laughs> oh, oh a, str- a tan, like a, a white skin Blanca instead of green Maybe. for some reason. But Yeah, he looks more like a caveman than a troll. Mm-hmm. But he goes, that's pretty hair raising, huh? It makes my roots hurt just thinking about it. And then he's taking down E. Honda by giving him a, sn- <laughs> a stinky sneaker to the face. Yeah. And the guy's like, I hear that's illegal in 164 countries and on two TV networks. But not Fox. That's the important thing. And then, uh, and then he's battling Dalzim, and uh, he's just pulling your leg, guys. I call his pat and move the pretzel, the pretzel punisher. So, and, and then, then uh, Guile has him wrapped up in uh, in film tape. So film, I guess it's huh? time to. <laughs> yeah, I guess film? it's time to wrap up this week's show, eh, Nestor? Mm-hmm. Must be tongue tied. Once there was some film. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, and then we get to see Rob and George dressed up as Ninja Turtles with fucking awful names. Okay. <sighs> Robin, Robin Nerdo and George Angelo. Yep, and they talk about Casino Kid, which we I don't want to. They talk about Contra Force, which we already established it's good. Gargoyle's Quest, yep, that's good too. Kirby's Dreamland, mm-hmm. Orchard's not so much. Minor 2049 ers We oh, didn't right. even get to see that featured, so fuck that game. Let's no no no. Let's talk this, let's hear what they have to say about Word Trist and Word Zap. Wait, wait, this is a frustrating game whenever you jump. Okay. Uh, a poor guy found the gameplay to be poorly executed. All right. So, <laughs> Ward. Bad idea, but poorly executed. That's funny. Wardress. Influential puzzle. Tetris has inspired a creative game. This time, the flying blocks are decorated with letters. The object is to line up letters horizontally or vertically so they can spell words. This game is fun, but I think the novelty may wear out quickly unless someone really buys into the concept. And Rob, being a little bitch, says, I like the idea a lot, <laughs> and it's well done. If you're not already tired of Tetris games, you should do the, You should give this one so, a try. Sounds like somebody bought into the concept. Someone's drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. And they know how to spell it, too. <laughs> and then we get to, get to <laughs> see Cliff. <laughs> and it says, detailed graphics made possible by the Super NES bring the classic game to life. And then we get to see actual screenshots of the game with a hand... Shaking a dice over a keyboard, over a playing board, and it looks pretty darn awesome. Well, I did, I did look. There was a kind of interesting. Um, they had a take on Kirby because, like, they, they're talking about Kirby's Dreamland. Obviously, they don't know that it's going to become like an A-list Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, like, what is it? Um, character, Nintendo character, or whatever. property. <laughs> Ro- Ro- property. Rob is That's- a uh, yeah. Rob is a good fan of a uh, crossover fan fiction. Because he says, it offers plenty of challenge. I'd like to see an NES or a Super NES version. Well, Rob, you got your wish. Yeah, right. And he says, Kirby could take on the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty interesting. So, uh, what are you talking about a hand? I don't see the hand floating over anything. The next page for the clue. We get to see a hand shaking dice over the uh, the hall and the lounge mm-hmm. and the dining room. Oh, okay, of, sorry. I've and we get to see an animated... <laughs> oh, got such a clue. <laughs> and then we get to see the uh, detailed graphics and the animated scenes. <laughs> Wait, like, was it your place that we played Clue at, Ben? Uh, yeah, the, the board game, yes. Yeah, because like, it was the first time I played it as an adult, and it was ridiculous. We were solving it in like three moves. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just like, yeah. wow, as an adult, this is a lot. E- like, well, like, it is easy when you have like eight people playing. It's like, okay, it eliminates really fast as you go around the right. table. Right, you know? but as a, we were talking about it, like as a kid, you would try to like work out all this stuff yourself. But like mm-hmm. as an adult, you have the understanding to like the way people yeah, are making you moves. actually establish deductive reasoning right <laughs> I think it yeah. comes at puberty <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's like okay so they asked for those clearly they don't have those you know right 
So yeah. Anyway. Oh, and then we get to see Mario Paint, where they say it's so well made. I think anyone who has a remote interest in creating drawings, animation, or music will really like it. Well, at least one of those things is true. All right. All right. I gotta read this. I gotta read these comments about the Wheel of Fortune when we get to it. All right. Okay. But well, and then what do they say about t- uh, Turtles in Time? Um, last time I gave the Teenage Ninja Turtles game low marks because the sameness to other turtle games, the area of plot, the yep. fourth installment goes beyond the standard turtle. F- okay, I'm sorry. It did. Uh, I was just agreeing with you. Well, no, I don't know why Ben was laughing. Uh, I'm really Will of Fortune. Go ahead. Okay, the standard turtle formula with the time travel idea, so I'd have to say it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like the, and Rob responds that he likes the graphics and story. The play is a little difficult, especially when you've got to throw the Foot Clan fighters toward the screen uh, to take out enemies in the foreground. So uh, they don't say too much about it, but it is a great game. So anyway, uh, all right, Ben, what are they Wheel of on? Fortune, Rob says, I was expecting better graphics. You've got this great picture of Vanna at the very beginning of the game. Then when the letter-turning action starts, she's like a knock-kneed woman in platform shoes looking no more like Vanna than my high school principal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you see? Did you see that great? Uh, did you see that great uh, picture on the internet where it shows Trump playing Wheel of, Fort- yes. Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. And it says like things that you say to a woman, something her to the P Y, grab her like, by the pussy. And it's like take, take her, her to, to the, the party. party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. They talk about a little bit about Wings too. The game is great, but I like if you could. Turn mm-hmm. around on strafing and bombing runs. That's what I was getting at. It's hard to control, and then um, they like the fact that it's a dog fighting World War One game. So, uh, standout scores for this month: uh, Gargoyles Quest is solid in the mid in the mid threes. Holy uh, crap! Look at the scores for Ultimate far? Journey. They may crack a three. Oh God, what the hell is Hillsfar? I don't know. I never uh, heard of that. Or a, Ultimate Journey. Yeah. We didn't ever. We never saw any of this mentioned. They talk mm-hmm. about Ultimate Journey. Ghostline's not doing. Ghostline is not doing good either. Um, but the, obviously, the star of the month, looking at all the scores, is Turtles in Time, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, there's a 3.8 on theme and fun, but it's above four everywhere. 4.2 and 4.0 is everywhere else. So yeah, yeah. Mario and Paint and then Super Bowling actually has pretty good scores. Oh, but we got a dud for the Super Nintendo uh, Wheel of Fortune. Mm. <laughs> And Kablooey. Oh my gosh, Kablooey could not touch a three. Yeah. They so good they didn't cover it at all. <laughs> yep. I know it lo- it looks like a, it looks like the second game designed by Howard Phillips. <laughs> Ouch. You look at really look at Kablooey and tell me it doesn't look like uh, snake rattle and roll. Where are you looking same- at Kablooey? Where are you looking at Kablooey? Oh, it's I right see. under Clue, beside Turtle in Time. I guess I can see that. You look at the art style and mm. it looks like another Howard Phillips designed game. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So All next right. up, we have top twenty. So NES, number one, Super Mario Brothers three. Number two, Mega Man four. Number three, Tecmo Super Bowl. So we finally knocked uh, Legend of Zelda and Battletoads out of the top three. So that's interesting. How the fuck are Battletoads ahead of Ninja Turtles three: The Manhattan Project? <laughs> because it's Super NES and it's like a weird point in time. No, this now. is NES. Yeah, I mean, Super NES is out, and it's, like, messing with, you know, whatever people are buying. <laughs> It's messing with the time stream. Well, no, just less interest in NES. Uh, it's crossing the streams. Okay, Super NES. <laughs> number one, far and away the winner at 32, oh, over 32,000 points. Crushing everything else. That's crazy. Nothing even breaks 10,000 points. Yeah, this Legend of Zelda leads to the past. Number two, at uh, 8,700 points, Super Mario World. Number three, at 7,100 points, is... It's Final Fantasy 2. Fucking nailed it. For Game Boy, uh, number one, Super Mario Land, still holding on. Mm. Uh, number two, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Number three, Battletoads. So next up, we've got the players' picks. So these are the, the random uh, people that write in and send their picture in and say what their favorite games are. Turner, Arrington, yeah, Turner Arrington looks like 12-year-old Bubbles. <laughs> No, he looks like, uh, who was that guy from the uh, debate? Mike Bone? Ted Bone? Bone Zone. Ken, Ken Bone. Bone. Ken Bone. It's bo- the Bone Zone. Bone Zone, yeah. <laughs> and then we get to see Daniel Provencio, which looks like, a, like under the sh- it looks like Asian Superman. <laughs> <sighs> okay. And then Jason Leak, 
Oh my god. Maybe one day if he works and gets a nice job, he can afford an upper lip. Yeah, it's he's got an incredibly high like he shows a massive amount of his upper like gums when he smiles. Like you can barely see his te- his upper teeth you know, when he smiles. He shows so much, so it looks fucking crazy. So um, on okay. to the celebrity profile. Uh, boy, do we have some celebrities. We got we got a, a two pack here. Mm-hmm. Oh, DJ damn. Jazz Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, for a summer, summer, summer time interview here Boom. in August, uh, <laughs> so they're talking summer about. Oh, that's such a good song. But um, so Will says he likes uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Jeff says he likes NCAA basketball. Both great picks. Mm-hmm. So um, they're talking about modes. Or Nintendo Power is asking about mode seven, and they're like, "What the fuck is mode 7 <laughs> Jeff's on point. He's actually he's like, yeah. yeah, you get the view of like from a camera, so it's like watching a game that's really on TV. And I like the authentic sound when the ball hits the rim. It's like they sampled it right from a basketball game. The slam dunk sound is real too. When you get slammed on, you feel real embarrassed. <laughs> Did you try the NCAA game? Uh, well, I tried it for a bit, but as soon as you put Link game in, <laughs> yeah, you can't take it out. I bet Jeff knows what it's like when Will wouldn't take it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, but, uh, but Will is fierce because he says he's got two pendants and he needs one more to get the Master Sword. Mm-hmm. So you know this isn't some publish shit, some publicist shit. This yeah, this is, actually seems pretty yeah. legit. Like they actually called him up, or I don't, uh, I don't know where they interviewed him, but um, this seems like not the standard. Like <laughs> Jeff and, rats on him. They enjoy Jeff, playing. They enjoy playing it on set. Blah 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 yeah. blah. The same thing we see every month. So yeah. Jeff said he needs help. I called him and he didn't hear a word I said on the phone. I couldn't hear him in the background collecting coins or something. <laughs> Rupees, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um, so they so said everyone talk- on the tour bus has Game Boys. And uh, the Nintendo Power rep asked them about the Miracle Piano Teaching System for some reason. Yeah, Jeff says he has it. I haven't played it a lot, but when I tried it, it was about 10 seconds from being addicted. That's weird. I have to put it on hold until I get some free time. Mm-hmm. If you could design one game, what would it be? I Jeff says I would like uh, games that show complete stats at the end. That's why I like NCAA basketball. You can try to uh, set goals for yourself and beat them. I would probably so there, Bill's a, a Zelda guy and Jeff's a basketball guy is like the running theme here. Mm-hmm. So uh, Will says he would design Zelda, which I mean, okay, great, and then. Oh. <laughs> I get to see some dissension in the ranks when he goes, how long have you known each other? Ten years. How'd you meet? Well, shut up, Will. See, he <laughs> tells people when he met me, I was a go-go dancer. <laughs> he says he saved me from my former profession. <laughs> when people ask, he jumps in really quick with, when I met him, he was go-go dancing. That's not true. We I met just at want a party. to state for the record. We yeah, met we met at a party. party. I, was, I was DJing. and You never see it spelled that way, but yeah, DJing. And Will got on the mic and started rapping, and that was it. We took him home and took him to the bone zone <laughs> alright uh, so I took him home and said mom here's my brother and he won't mess on the floor <laughs> <laughs> well you uh, we saw you, what happened as part of the, we saw you appeared as part of the stay in school program at last year's uh, NBA All-Star Weekend is education a priority it's something I had a revelation about since gradu- graduating I can see how uh, friends who are lucky enough to have to go, the opportunity to go to college have developed differently than I have education is something that has always been important Okay, and uh, what do you think our readers can learn from playing video games? It is important for them to notice the amount of time they put in playing games. That's very um, astute of him to observe. Mm-hmm. When they see how quickly they get better at the game they're playing, they should realize that it's just that way with anything else they try. If you put that much time in algebra, they'll be just as good at it. Mm. I don't know. If only he had applied these life lessons to his own children. Yeah, <laughs> because you end up with... But then again... Uh, <laughs> Without, without, without whatever ended up happening, we wouldn't have Jaden Smith's Twitter and all the like the glorious, uh, the gloriousness that, mm. that has bestowed upon the world. So the, you the know. existential buffoon. Ugh. I, I prefer to be on the bright side and be because of uh, Will Smith's tenacity and keeping up at things. We all now know the Carlton dance. Mm. <laughs> it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. 
So they leave us with a little tease. They say look for a special players poll contest featuring DJ Jazzy Jeff and the French Fresh Prince next month. <laughs> the French Prince? <laughs> the French Prince. There we all right, uh, pack watch. Let's just uh, power on through and wrap this up. Uh, what do we have? Uh, we have some THQ stuff coming, is what they're saying. James Although Bond the, Jr. <laughs> the the artwork looks like it was done by THC. We got yeah. Family, Family Dog, Dog cartoon that sucked. James yeah. Bond Jr. Another cartoon that sucked. Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon that did not suck. Yeah, I was about to say, you watch your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I think Family Dog, I think this is the first time we've seen a station wagon in a video game. I have no idea if that's true or not. I think I remember some games with it, but um, yep. the yep. Rocky and Bullwinkle, I don't think it would translate well to video game form because it's such no. a disjointed show. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, it looks good. like it would be like a bunch of uh, different mini games. Like yeah. you'd be like the, the Professor Peabody mini game, the Dudley Do-Right mini game. I would pay the shit to have, like, I would pay, like, a shit ton of money, pay the shit, I would pay a shit ton of money to have, like, a Fractured Fairy Tales game. God damn did I love the <laughs> Fractured Fairy Tales. <laughs> oh, man. So we have oh, you guys' anyway. favorite game, uh, Monopoly, for the Super oh. NES coming out. Come you know, on, let's play Monopoly. You know what moment you know that the, the game Monopoly is on, by the way? What's that? Well, the moment someone asks to see the rule book, that's when you know shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. shit. And then I get to see Axelite, although, is it just me? Or that's like is, a pig Latin seem... name. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me, or does Axelite <laughs> seem like it's, it's a, like it broke and the word seems to be slanting as it's uh, typed out? Yeah, there's something wrong with the font there, but whatever. Really? What's the... Yeah, there's a bit... What's it called? Oh, God, there's a name for this... I'm not it's having an like issue on my coffee here. Curbing or something like that. Or yeah, it's... Yeah, the you must have gotten a scan deep. of like the, the page when it was bent because I'm looking scan, at it's flat. Yeah, the scan moved or something because it's a little weird. But. We got uh, good-looking graphics for this game, whatever it is. This seems mm-hmm. to be like a, uh, like a, a third-and-a-half-person shooter. Yeah. yeah. We got uh, so, Chuck Rock coming up for the Super NES and then Equinox... Which yeah, is the and, and foreboding with the CD system that's coming down. They uh, they say that Sony rocks, <laughs> and then boy, does Sony come in and rock their world uh, coming up. So um, <laughs> we have more preview of Master Higgins and Adventure Island Three. So the Adventure Island Two has a follow up uh, coming. Because we need Titan. more of those games. Then and we get to see Zen, the Intergalactic Ninja. It's mm-hmm. an awesome title. Lord Contaminus is trying to destroy Earth. Yeah, it's based on a uh, comic book. He oh, seems okay. to be... He, the guy on the screen seems to be... I don't know if he's like calling Contaminus a loser or if he's calling Zen a loser, but he's definitely giving somebody the loser. <laughs> mm. um, Must be the nerd it's, core. It's a Konami look at the, game. Look at the ship, look at the, the, the ship in the yard. Oil Co. Yeah. Oil Co. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it's like con- the, it's, the whitest it's, name ever. <laughs> it's Konami, so... Um, yeah, should, probably should be pretty good. Might might be worth looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Money Grab... On the opposite of, side spe- of that. <laughs> speaking of oil codes and Money Grabs, mm-hmm. we've got Tom and Jerry and Barbie games coming from High Tech. They and look they awful. Game Boy. Mm. All look uh, awful. And then, let's see, Japan Watch, because of the anticipated release of Dragon Warrior 5. Mini- what Jack the Jack hell is this game? There is a cat with a pirate... Parodia- Parodius. A cat pirate ship. It's like a Nian cat pirate. It's stuffed so, into the body of a ship. You can see the tail coming at the other end. Well, the yeah. tail looks it's got a uh, flap on it, but you can definitely see paws coming out of the side. Like, three paws on each side, so this is like a, a sextocat. Yeah, it's a sectopede. It's Trump's, it's Trump's ship. It's the SS Pussy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Parodius. This game looks fucking amazing. I uh, Quirky sequel to Gradius with an emphasis on funny enemies and weapons. Even the name Parodius is taken from the word parody, which means to poke lighthearted fun at something. This might have to go into the must-play uh, rotation for yeah. for taste testing, I would have to say. Cause that's, yeah. Okay, John, I think we've found out what game you want to bring to the, to yeah, the taste until, test well, table. I already said that I'd play something and I forgot what it is, so let's just add it to the list of things I forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then... <laughs> We have some more gossip, a lot yeah. of text. So they're um, 
What's coming up in the next issue? They preview Soul Blazer, Hudson's Adventure Island 3, Prince of Persia, The Jetsons Robot Panic. So uh, it's, Did you forget we're getting Hatchers on the Nintendo now? <laughs> I guess it was such a, uh, a was Hatchers for the uh, for we the already, Game Boy first? No, we already covered that. I don't know why they're oh. mentioning it again. That's yeah, been out why for is a it long in time. That gossip, we've already established it. I don't know. Yeah. Same with Christmas Funhouse, yeah. So what's interesting is that uh, so it mentions these games are coming up. Well, Christmas Funhouse, that's the NES version. Oh, that's okay. What they're showing there. Oh my God, there was a Nintendo version. Yeah, the downgraded version. Remember, remember the players poll thing from like two pages ago where they said you can choose between NES and Super NES for. The game? Yeah. I it was a different Simpsons game. I didn't realize that they came out with a shittier one later, though. You would have figured they came out at the same time. You yeah, know? anyway. Anyways, so what's interesting about, uh, they mentioned about the next issue, they mentioned Venture Island 3, but actually that's not in the next issue, and they <laughs> swapped it out with Felix the Cat, which is on the cover for the next issue. Oh, it sounds like I'll be skipping a week. All right. <laughs> it's a fun game. All right, so that's what's coming up next. Uh, I'll go ahead and sign us out. Uh, if uh, anyone would like to reach out to us in between uh, podcasts, uh, please go to the Facebook page, Playing With Power Podcast, and you can reach all of us there. Or if you want to hit up Mike, uh, hit, up, hit him up on Twitter at GetThePower88. Uh, please do us a favor, go on iTunes and find our show, Playing With Power Podcast, write a review for us, good or bad. We'd like the feedback and the attention. And if you'd like to send us a few dollars, we have some wonderful rewards up on patreon.com slash playing with power. And uh, with that, I am Ben. I am Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with 